Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it's Catherine Turner and welcome to episode 54 of Leveraged Lifestyle. And today I interviewed my very good friend and an inspiring entrepreneur, Katrina Jones. Now, Katrina has built over the last five years a uh, multi-million pound business uh, in property and she now educates others in the rent-to-rent HMO strategy in particular. But I didn't know where this podcast was going to go and it was so amazing what we ended up covering, the just the tips, the knowledge, the insights, the mindset in particular that Katrina brings to business and how she mentors and coaches other people in business is just second to none. And I'm always learning something new from her. We've been on a very similar journey and it was just an absolute pleasure to get to sit down and talk to her and share with you her insights and her learning and how you can go ahead and build your business, find your perfect uh, managing director and just I took so much from it and I know you're going to too. So enjoy this episode, my interview with Kadrina Jones. Enjoy. (laughs) Welcome Kadrina Jones to the Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you. So I've known you now for, I was trying to think the other day how long we've known each other for Uh and just the growth of our businesses in that time, what we've achieved, what we've gone through. But obviously I know all of that, but our listeners don't. So I'd love you to give a little kind of snippet background, a little summary of what's kind of happened for you in the last few years, where you were to where you are now. Of course. So, well, we've known each other for over half a decade now, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I initially relocated back to the UK after um, five years in Australia. Um, I had an awesome career out there, but was given literally 28 days to leave the country, having been an international sales and marketing manager and life was set. So I came back and thought, what do I do? (laughs) What am I going to do? And Luckily, within the first 12 months or so of arriving home, someone introduced me to property. And I just thought, you know, they said, oh, you should do property. And I thought, what do you mean do it? What, what is there to even do? Yeah. Um, and so I looked into it and one thing led to another um, and I discovered rent to rent. And, and I learnt all of the strategies inside out because I thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it properly. And rent to rent just fitted my personality, how fast I wanted to make the money I wanted to make and how quickly I could achieve the freedom I wanted. Mm. So um, I founded Kendall Bailey around 2012-13. Mm-hmm. Um, it's purely rent to rent mm-hmm. and it was just, it was so fun and it was so simple. Did my first six rent to rents in the first six months, which was fun. Amazing. And then just grew <laughs> the company from there, grew the portfolio. <laughs> Um, celebrated one hit double digits and then after a couple of years I thought this is great but now I have another full-time job mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I that's when I just realized and discovered the word leverage mm-hmm. and I was like okay there's something more to learn other than just property yeah. um, which is how to to scale up and systemize and leverage so um, I started systemizing the company and hired a fabulous team mm-hmm. and a company manager in, in um, specifically and just got it from working in it full time to having it hands free, which was a huge relief and, and a big achievement from where I'd started. So mm. the company's run for over two years now completely without me. Amazing. There's just a half an hour, hour meeting on the phone once a week just to check everything's in order. Um, and that's it really. So on the side, I've set up Kendall Bailey Education. So I train rent to rent as a strategy. We obviously have our mastermind and our coaching and everything like that. Um, and that's the, the property in a nutshell. Amazing. So I think I remember, I really want to take people back to the beginning and how you have created this because it is 
Well, for me, I was completely inspired by what you did. And it was actually one of those things that got us talking because I was like, wow, um, Katrina's achieved what I wanted to achieve. And I really wanted to do rent to rent HMO because we've talked, you said rent to rent, but yeah. funny enough, we do rent to rent, but to SA. SA yeah. Um, obviously, you do rent to rent to HMO. And I remember one of the things you shared was you were working at the time when you went to go and set up. Yeah. And it wasn't Kendall Bailey at the beginning. Obviously, that kind of came and, <laughs> yeah. you know, the brand develops yeah. over time. And you'd taken a week off and you did everything like you set up the website. Maybe you want to talk about it, but it just inspired yeah. me that it was just like you just got it done. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I actually got fired. <laughs> I got fired from a role because they'd found my website that was hinting that I was going to start another business or well, I hadn't done anything right. at the time <clears throat> and so I left I left and I thought I'm not going to tell my family I'm not going to tell anyone what's happened mm. and I went to Starbucks um and I did I I called the agents I set up I did registered the company did everything yeah um signed the first deal in a week and so Amazing. when I was able to say to my family I've been fired however yes <laughs> I've started a business and replaced my income and everything is okay it just felt um I felt a lot less loser-like <laughs> <laughs> for being fired <laughs> so yeah it was fun oh, see I didn't know that bit about it so that's yeah. so funny I yeah. love it I love it I love those little <laughs> stories so that is about okay well I'm going all in now I've got the time now to make this happen yeah but you'd had that idea and that I suppose I talk about having a plan b set up and this idea in your head already that's yeah. so cool so one of the things I well I'd, I'd love our listeners to know a little bit more about of if that's course. okay is what are your tips for getting into something like a kind of rent to rent HMO business, what yeah. would you suggest someone looking at property as an investment strategy? Because on Leverage Your Lifestyle, we talk about lots of different yes. uses of your time and your money and your knowledge. Yeah. And for me, one of the great things about having you on here is that you've created that Leverage Your Lifestyle. And we're going to go into that a little bit more later on. But equally, you have a business that actually some people might be like, oh, well, I've never heard of that before. Tell yeah. me a bit more about it. So a little bit more about what it means and yeah, maybe some of your top tips around it, something like that. Yeah, of course. I think I think the most important thing to do when you choose to do anything, when you step into entrepreneurship or property or, or anything, you want to create that passive income. Mm. The most important thing that you need is, is clarity on why and where you want to take it. Mm. Because it's like, if you don't, it's like getting on a bus that has no destination, mm. you know, and it's it's a waste of time sometimes. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy and focus to really create something incredible. Mm. And so you need to use it as wisely as you can. Mm -hmm. So be clear on why you're doing it. Yeah, I think that there is definitely a level of passion and excitement you need for the thing. Mm -hmm. Some people set up companies that they don't necessarily have the most passion for mm. and it, it takes 10 times more energy and 10 times longer and they don't have as much fun. So having a passion for it and thinking, oh, yes, this is so exciting, <laughs> I think is really important. Yes. Um, and the third thing is you have to, and I've done it religiously from day one, when I looked up at the, the self-made multi-millionaire property investor that told me I thought you clearly know what you're talking about so I'll take your word as gospel mm. um, and he said to me you you have to get educated properly and you have to always have a mentor mm. if you're in a period of growth mm -hmm. so I did that I <laughs> I'd never had a credit card and mm -hmm. I spent 10 grand on my education and I would just you know I'm not telling people to go and get a credit card and spend 10k <laughs> but you have to understand the business model or the or the investment strategy or mm. whatever you're doing inside out yeah and if you don't you're leaving so much time and so much money on the table yeah. because you don't know what you don't know yeah and you have to have clarity on all of it and then like I said, through periods of growth, to have someone there to hold your hand or kick your butt, depending on what you need at the mm -hmm. time, who's been there and done that, yeah. is essential. The mm. pain will be less, the confusion will be less, the support will be greater. It's just, you can't, there's no other way to do it. Yeah. It's self-sabotage 
to try and do it on your own. It's self-imposed torture <laughs> to not have the support and info yeah. you need. Yeah. That, I think that's really great advice because I think we've, we've had similar times in our journey together um, just in growing businesses. And I think we've always talked about mentors and who yeah. we're going to work with and coaches. And, yeah. and I think it's actually a sign of strength to reach out to someone yes. and say like, I've never done this before. Yeah. How do I even go to that next level that I don't even know quite exists yet or what even looks yeah. like? Um, yeah. And having someone who's been there and done it is yeah. powerful. And do you know what? I think, Kat, that, that there'll be two types of people listening. They'll either be the type of person going, yes, <laughs> I know, that's why I have a mentor and I've spent money on my education. Yeah. But there, there will be a second type of person listening who thinks, yeah, yeah, whatever, mm. or is it really for me? Mm. Um, and I think one of the most common things is to think, is it a waste of money? Mm-hmm. Or people think, well, what can they teach me? Mm-hmm. If you are unaware of what a mentor can teach you, it's it's a thousand times more important to get one because it means you don't, you're not even aware of what there is to learn. Mm-hmm. If you think you know everything, but your business isn't growing on your or your bank balance isn't where it needs to be, just trust that that's a sign mm. that that there's something you just simply don't know or haven't done yet, which mm. isn't a bad thing. Mm. But to try and work it out on your own is just is just going to be crazy. And in terms of the financial side, it's it's tenfold. You have to do your due diligence. You have to get a mentor who resonates with you, who you're inspired by and who yeah. has similar values, usually. Yes. Um, but when you do, you, whatever money you invest, you'll make 10 times back. Yeah. Or 50 or 100, depending on how hard you work with the information and support they give you. And I think that's the thing we've talked about a lot, actually, about some people have the same tools and systems and knowledge and you put them back out into the world with what you've given them and they'll do very different things with them yeah and someone will fly and someone will just essentially maybe do nothing or yeah you know 10 percent of what that other person does yeah and i think that's a huge bit i know you're very passionate about actually what does it take like uh-huh. what's what's those drivers what's the what's that bit that sits behind that yeah. all um, because you can all have the, exactly the same knowledge, but you're not doing the same thing with it. Yes. Yeah. It's it's so true. And it's one of my biggest passions. And it's mm. the undercurrent and it's the foundation of all the education and mentorship that I do. And it's been the undercurrent of everything I personally have ever done. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the little thing I put together just explains, you know, it's 10% of how successful you'll be is down to the information you have. Yeah. Anyone can get information. Yeah. You know, most courses nowadays that are any any decent, fully everything you need are probably between a grand to three grand. You know, yeah. most people can somehow or other do that. Yeah. What you then do with that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the information you've been given. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. It's your determination. It's your... How much rejection can you take and carry on? How tough can you be? Mm. You know, how focused are you? How passionate are you? How excited are you when you talk about the thing? Mm. How driven are you? It's yeah. it's all of that. And and if you don't have that, it's fine. They're, they're learned skills as well. So yeah, either way, you're winning. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think one of the key, uh, well, key bits of feedback I always hear when people talk about when they've come to like learn from you or he- heard you speak, as you do have a real passion for whatever you're talking about or the information you're delivering and that does like inspire people because I think they they feed off that energy that you have as well and I think that's another thing that you're kind of giving that then to the other person it's kind of helping them go okay yeah I can do this too that belief that confidence that Totally. And then the realisation that if they can take that energy they have Mm. and share that with their clients and potential customers Mm. and everything, that they'll feed off of that. And and it just goes well. Yeah. I love that. I I never know where conversations are going to go in this podcast. And I I love this. And one of those things of because... I kind of know you so well. I'm like, well, what do I ask you? And I'm like, well, my listeners don't know you. So I feel like I'm asking stuff that obviously I know the answers to. But equally, I know you've got so much to give uh, our listeners. So um, I'm like, ask some better questions, Kat, because (laughs) she's got so much to give. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, let's go back to what you had when you were in Australia, actually, because I think there's some great stuff that you took from what you're doing out there and some of the stories you've told me there. 
just what you had to deal with, how it took you to another level and anything you'd love to share, whether a story or something like that, that might help someone wherever they are, whether they're starting out in business, whether yeah. they're scared to take that next step, whatever like that. I think there's some good stories from your time in Australia as well. That yeah, I'd love to share. okay. <laughs> so I think, I think, um, I think the main thing about Australia was, was growth. Mm. And I think it's really relevant and important for me to make sure this story is useful for other people rather than just a random story. And I think the point of it is growth doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. Mm. You know, I... I'm going to take that as a soundbite for sure. Yeah. <laughs> without, without telling my life story, mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up on a, a council estate. Mm -hmm. My beautiful, beautiful mum, who is my best friend, had seven jobs to, to keep wow. us above water. Um, I left school to start my own cleaning company. I didn't do A-levels, I didn't go to university. Um, the only thing I knew was graft mm. and you, you get out what you put in. Mm. And to go from that to today having a million pound group of companies and portfolio, it didn't happen overnight, but it, it also didn't happen by accident. It mm. wasn't luck. It, it was constantly forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I suffered from crippling anxiety. Mm. And I hear anxiety talked about a lot these days and I just, my heart goes out to anyone that, that really does suffer from it. Mm. But I had a four year period from 15 to 19 where I struggled to leave the house. Um, I couldn't go to any social events. I would have full panic attacks and it was, it was real nasty. Mm. It wasn't in my head, it was very physical and, and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and my mum gave me a cassette tape one day. So for anyone that's listening that has anxiety, it was um, an organisation called No Panic. Okay. Um, and it's no-panic.org. And they've obviously come a long way because this was yeah. many, many cassette years tapes, ago. Yeah. Some people yeah. I'm sure will be listening like, what? What's cassette, cassette tapes? <laughs> Love it. Um, and I listened to this CD or cassette. And yeah. when I woke up the next day, it had shifted a pattern in my brain and it had gone. Wow. Really, it had gone. So um, within the next two weeks, I changed my name. I sold my car, which was um, hand-me-down from my granddad, but my granddad and mum said it was okay. Um, quit my job and I bought a one-way ticket and I thought, I just want to start again. And mm. it, then that trip led me to Australia. Yeah. And I ended up working for a company that was... 100% commission yeah. and I called my mum and dad and I was like guess what I've got this amazing job and it's 100% commission and they were like why do you sound so happy <laughs> and I was like because there's no cap on my earnings like yeah. I can make unlimited money and they were like Katie you can also make no money <laughs> and I was like oh you guys are so negative <laughs> but they obviously loved me and were concerned yeah. anyway I took this job and and I I flew with it and my actual job was um sales face-to-face -face live sales so i would stand on the street yes i was one of those people <laughs> and i'd wear my t-shirt for whatever the the thing was sometimes it was charity banks telecommunications um, and we would stop people face to face and i remember looking at them and seeing other people on my interview stop and talk to people and i i just had this overwhelm of emotion and i thought if i can actually talk to a random person in the street and not have a panic attack for me that was winning the lottery 10 mm -hmm. times over you know and it for me it was about the growth and it was so uncomfortable mm. but I just knew I had to do it and people would spit on me people would tell me to get a real effing job and there were weeks when I'd make no money but I just knew that it was building me to become mm. who I wanted to be in life yeah I didn't need to be I could take the easy route but I wanted to be resilient mm. and unbreakable and to be able to go beyond what I thought was possible in terms of what I could achieve yeah and so I stuck it out and I did well enough that I finally came off the field as we used to call it so I didn't have to stand on the streets yeah um and my my teams of you know 15 20 people would outsell the company internationally and I'd get flown around to events to speak for the managers of all the companies to teach and inspire and, and do my thing there. Um, I'd open offices around the country, Australia, New Zealand, and I was at the, at the top of my game. Mm. And I just realized that the growth had stopped. 
And because of that, I just felt quite bored and I was getting stale. Um, so I resigned. I went into my director's office, who's now one of my best friends, and I said, I'm done. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean you're done? I said, I've done everything I wanted to do. And now it's just copying and pasting. And that doesn't really fuel my soul. You know, I need to grow more. Um, so that was it. I left. I resigned. We went into business together. I love and that. And <laughs> two weeks later, I was kicked out of the country. So that was oh. ours. But I think, you know, when you're uncomfortable in a situation, mm. even if it's as simple as making that first call to, let's just say if you're in property, maybe an agent. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you Bitcoin and it's that first trade or whatever the thing is that you're doing. Yeah. I promise, like, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, <laughs> The growth and the magic happens when mm. you step into that, embrace it and come out the other side. I, I just feel like it's it's what life is about. And once you experience it, you can't live for less because it just feels a bit average, <laughs> you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, the amount of quotes that are going to come out about that. That's... <laughs> but honestly, it's like just what you've said there, I think should inspire so many people to just say whoa she had to go through that like she had to deal with that and then because i just remember the stories of you saying you know you got spat on and get a real effing job and 100 percent commission i'm like what is this girl nuts yeah. but you wouldn't be who you are now you wouldn't have grown the business that you have no. you wouldn't lead in the life you do now but i think so many people want it but they're not prepared to like say go out of their comfort zone to go get it yeah um and it's interesting, I still remember that first call I made to an agent about rent to rent. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it was like <laughs> the nerves in the tummy. Yeah. Um, and, Same. you know, it wasn't the end of the world. Like, yeah, it's 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 so interesting, isn't it? How we build something up. But yeah. actually, then when we do it, it's just the start of something. Yeah. Do you know my top tip for that? Oh, please. <laughs> for anyone that's nervous about that, because I've been pitching face to face for five years mm. but it still didn't stop my palms sweating when I made the first call because it was so new yeah um my top tip for everybody is to remember that the person on the other end of the phone has absolutely no idea what you're meant to say so if you even yeah. get it completely wrong or you hang up it doesn't matter yeah you can also call a different area and practice on agents that aren't in your area yeah <laughs> you know or whoever your clients are yeah and then, by the way, if they're just a few miles down the road and they weren't meant to be your area and they say yes, go for <laughs> go it anyway. For it. Go for it yeah. anyway. Uh, that's so cool. I like that. I like that for sure. And I like that idea. They didn't know what you were going to say anyway. So no. even if it doesn't go quite how the script said or what you were yeah. going to, you know, had no in your head. Knows. No one knows. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. So one of the things you've taken this business that you've grown from scratch, you've rebranded, you've gone through Kendall Bailey, you are now educating others in how to do it. And two years ago, it's completely hands-free. So how did you get to that point where you can let go and be hands-free? What were the stages that had to happen? Because as I say, this is about leveraged lifestyle. This is like, yeah. okay, we now are growing a business. People, again, is there anything you could have done sooner to have got out sooner? That yeah. makes sense. Because I think that for me, again, it's like, okay, We've learnt this all now. We know what to do. What yeah. could we have learnt or done or implemented sooner yeah. to, to get there sooner again for people listening? Yeah, of course. I am a huge believer that your journey and process is exactly how it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. So are there things I maybe could have done sooner? Yes. But if it was meant to be, it would have happened sooner. Like it. So I just you cannot go back and change anything. Yep. So for anyone that thinks, damn it, I could have done that sooner. Well, you didn't. So don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's things now, you know, could save you time in the future. If you do them sooner, then do. But don't yes. go back and beat yourself up for things you could have done sooner. Like um, because you had to be ready. And when you're mm. ready, the steps are taken. So yeah. that's what I think about that. But um, it was, yeah, it was a process. Oh, the first process was realising that what hands-free meant mm -hmm. <laughs> and actually having this moment where I found out that you could, you know, own the company and, and everything but not actually have to work in it and that was a, an exciting moment. <laughs> like, oh, I that's really, possible. I really thought that far ahead yeah. at the time and and so systemization was the first step mm -hmm. um, and my mentor, Rob Moore, he recommended Sam Carpenter work the system and mm -hmm. I devoured the book yeah. and then I obviously signed up to his full program and I devoured that and I systemized the whole company um, which basically meant 
check sheets and how-tos for every single role for every member of staff so that they were trained and they understood nothing was left to um, guessing or there were no grey areas. Yeah. Um, and then, to be really honest with you, Kat, the actual main thing that it took for me to be able to hire someone who was 10 years older than me mm-hmm. with 10 times more experience mm had nothing to do with business. I had to really go on a personal growth journey yeah. to feel like I was capable of doing that confidently yes. without doubting myself mm. and without thinking, who am I <laughs> <laughs> to hire someone that can do the, clearly do the job better? Because they say, you know, that the smartest people hire people smarter than them. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have any level of self-doubt or mm. or anything like that, you can't hire someone better than you because you just feel, I just would feel like a dumbass. <laughs> like if he asked me how to do this or how to do that, yeah. and I'd be like, well, I don't know, that's why I've hired you. So yes. it was that really gaining that confidence of these are my strengths mm. and I'm not going to pretend that my weaknesses are also my strengths. Yes. So this is what I'm really good at mm. and this is what I'm not good at and I'm happy to admit it, mm-hmm. but I need you to be good at this yes. and that's what I'm going to pay you to be good at yes. and you need to keep being good at that and I'll keep being good at this and, and it yeah. will go like that. Yeah. So it's it's just sometimes it's personal growth that mm. enables you to take a step to take your company or your staff or your team to the next level. And for mm. some people it's not. For some people it will be as simple as systems mm. and understanding management processes and structures yeah. that can have you step away and things don't fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um And if people ever have the thing of, but I don't want to let go, Mm. this is my baby. I hear it all the time. (laughs) I want to be in control. No one can do it as well as me. What about this? What about this? I won't know every millisecond of what happens. That letting go, the ability to let go is a lack of, the ability to not let go, sorry, is a lack of management systems, Mm -hmm. not just tick systems yeah and having experienced hiring someone good enough that you can step back and you know there's nothing to worry about yeah you know you get what you pay for yeah so if you're planning on hiring someone to run your whole company for 25 grand a year and you've got to teach them half of what you know for them to be capable that's not the kind of person you want to run your company Mm. um so you need to hire smart Mm. have the management structure the management systems Mm -hmm. um and then beneath all of that, the normal day-to-day systems run underneath it. And, you know, the biggest thing I'd say is I've been pleasantly surprised with every time I think no one can do it as well as me, every time without fail, <laughs> the person I've hired actually does it better. <laughs> like, damn, yeah. should have done this earlier. Yeah, but yeah, it, there's hey. no better feeling than yes. stepping away from a job and thinking, well, they clearly do it better than me, so enjoy. So then you hired right and that's down to you and there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's the bit you give yourself credit for. I guess so. And I think that's so interesting because we have people even coming to us for like the VI hiring portal, the Viva Club, and they're, you know, maybe they've done some PA work in, in the background or admin work or whatever they're looking to hire yes. for, for example. And they're thinking, I don't want to let go. It's my baby. I want to be in control. They can't do it as good as I can. And again, they're so pleasantly surprised when this VA, yeah. who's, you know, thousands of miles away because we, we hire Filipino-based VAs, yeah. that they're like, oh my goodness, why did I do this sooner? Why did yeah. I let this hold me back? So I think, again, the other thing is saying, like, as much as you have to go through that personal development, sometimes you also just have to do it totally to go through it. Yeah, You just have to do it to go through it. And it's and that's what it is sometimes. Totally. Um, because, again, I see a lot of people maybe going through personal development or courses or whatever it might be that they think and that they're still not doing the thing at the end of it yeah like they're getting all the information like we've yeah. talked about yeah. but they're still not doing it so I think again if you know it's the right step for you and the likelihood is you will know yeah you will know it's what you need to do to get to the next level just doing it and kind of going back to what we said before getting out of the comfort zone yeah. getting uncomfortable letting go huge thing I could talk about yeah. letting go so much actually yeah. And, and yeah totally and, and and action is the number one thing you mm. you can't learn or grow without the action mm. and sometimes you're right Kate you just chuck yourself in the deep end and <clears throat> just see what see what, what happens, happens because yeah. either way you'll learn or yeah. you'll learn <laughs> yeah so yeah. you will grow absolutely yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's 
excellent advice. I love that. And um, yeah, I know for us, we're we're very much looking at who's in our team. Are we going to either promote within or do we bring someone outside who can look over the business and yeah. bring in skills that we don't have as well? Yeah. And yeah, so um, yeah, uh, I'm always learning from you as well. And I love that. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Mm. If you want a business to grow, you bring people in that have more skills than you. Mm. You know, they say, you know, if you're if you're networking and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. If you want a hands-free business and you're the smartest person in the business, it's not going to be hands-free, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or it's going to take a lot of work or you're yeah. constantly going to be needed on the telephone and blah, blah, blah. But I don't even really do emails anymore. Love that. I don't have contact with mm. anybody at all, bar none. Yeah except for Matthew, half an hour to an hour a week, and yeah. that's it. Because he's so much better than me <laughs> at, at all the things, you know. So, yeah, better than you, definitely. Love that. So one of the things that comes up for me, and um, if it's in my head, I'm thinking, hmm, I'm sure the listeners want to know this too, so I'm yeah. hoping, hoping so. And we've kind of had the conversation about it, but there's always that bit for me as well, and probably people who haven't hired that person yet yes. for them. Why would they want to come and do it? Like, And again, that's that reason or why not to do it maybe in your head yeah but what's been your experience so far because of course we're entrepreneurs we've been building businesses mm -hmm. that's what we do that's what we love we're creative we're doing all of that sort of thing but we yeah. also know we're not the person to take all our business to the next level potentially yes. or we also want to step away from the business to do there may be something else in another project yeah so what are you looking for as much as skills and the stuff we've already yes. talked about to know that they'd be the right person they're not suddenly going to want to do their own business, for example? Yeah, it's a really great question and it was actually the concern I had before <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Um, but I think two things. As entrepreneurs, we have this funny assumption that everyone's like us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like when we say we're going to start a business, suddenly everyone's telling us, oh, be careful and, oh, don't risk it and, oh, are you crazy? <laughs> and then the second that we want to hire someone, we think everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And it's like, well, a year ago you were saying everyone was telling you not yeah. to, so which one is it? Yeah. And the truth is it's, it's the first one. Everybody is, majority of the population are, and I just want to be really clear with the caveat, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just just how it is. Yeah. People are risk averse. People like to play safe. People like to stick to what they know. Yeah. Um, those type of people won't be listening to this podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's that. Yeah. And so if you look at the population of how many people own a company to how many people work in a company, there's your answer. Mm. And we end up in our own bubble and we don't really look to realize the the actual volume of the the thing that we're concerned about mm. if you look at any company look at any of the companies in you know Forbes 100 or looking look at Canary Wharf mm. look on the high street every single business on the planet has between 1 and 100,000 people working for it mm -hmm. that's where the majority of the population go every day from 9 to 5 yeah. and a lot of them love their job Yes. Now we need to be careful <laughs> because we're surrounded by people that hate their job. Yes. But that's because beneath it they are entrepreneurs, but they're here with us at the events and on the courses and yes. blah, blah, blah. So we suddenly have this thing of, oh, everyone's like us. And wants out of their job and doesn't yeah. want to be an employee. And... Yeah, but 99% yeah. of the population are still in their job and they yes. will stay in their job. And there are people out there that really love what they do. Mm. And I have friends and I'm like, come on just be an entrepreneur just <laughs> it's great come with us just replace your income yeah. and they're like cat I just I'm really not interested mm. and they're not yeah so don't walk around thinking suddenly everyone's an entrepreneur because they're not second mm. of all trust yourself when you're interviewing you'll know through common sense if someone's the type of person that's there to take all the information then set up next door mm. very very rare um and and the third thing is to work out what they really want long term from the company mm -hmm. and and look at their history and what they do and how long they've stayed in other jobs mm. um and and that kind of thing it says a lot mm. about someone's history says a lot about what they want yeah. you know work wise career wise for the future a lot of the time that is so helpful and actually it's so funny you talk about you know you go and look on the high street go and look on the and at one point 
are, like you say, when you're very first in it, you're abnormal, you're the person doing property or investing or whatever it might yeah. be that you're up to in business and you're the abnormal one, you're not doing the norm and everyone's worried for you, you don't know anyone else like you and then suddenly you're in it and then you feel like everyone's doing it and oh my goodness, there's not going to be enough properties <laughs> what in What about the, saturation? It, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. there's not enough properties in my area if everyone's doing property yeah. and so what I used to do is then I'd take myself into Tesco, like go out shopping, go to Tesco's or any another supermarket, uh, there are other supermarkets out there, <laughs> and literally I would then look around myself and go, and none of these people yeah. are in business or property or, yeah. uh, or they might be a, a tiny, tiny percentage, Yeah. but it's, it would just ground me again yeah. and give me that sense of perspective. Yeah. And I talk about perspective a lot actually, just because it helps and I've had a lot of perspective gained from having children and things like that. But, yeah. um, sometimes perspective really helps when like you say you're some level what if this person is just coming to take my business over or yeah. and and it's so funny I have a lot of people when we're they're hiring VAs they're like well how do I know they're not going to take my business because <laughs> that's not what they want to do yeah they're not in it to be a VA to take yeah. your business away from you they're in it to be a VA for you uh, yeah and the answer is because they're a VA yeah. it's like, <laughs> that really is it and if they wanted your business they wouldn't be applying for a VA they'd be sitting on a course learning about the business yeah yeah absolutely yeah. no it's great like I that. think it's really great that you you spoke about perspective because I just made a joke about saturation but mm. it's that it's the mindset thing mm. saturation and it's the the two polar opposites are abundance and scarcity mm. and we're we're conditioned in every way through every way <laughs> to have this scarcity mindset and mm. part of the entrepreneurial mindset is to adapt that abundance mm. because there is a huge abundance of of everything mm. you know and if you're talking about property you know the amount of people looking for houses <laughs> the amount of houses on mm. the planet mm -hmm. you know go up in a helicopter and look down mm. you know look when you're landing on an airplane mm. and the great yeah. thing about general property investment is that most people need a handful Yes. To get to where they want to be. We don't mm. all need a thousand each. <laughs> so it's perspective, putting it into perspective and realising the abundance that's out there. Yeah. And I, whenever I'm having a kind of negative mindset or like a limiting mindset, I go, no, I have an abundance mindset. And I do. I generally, majority of the time, do. Yeah. Uh, and I remind myself that, that there is more. And if you want more, and again, it's something come up, it's come up a few times in actually the interviews that I've done as well, that it's not going to be for everyone, but I like to think a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast, it, w it is for them, yeah. but they may have people in their lives who it's not for and maybe Big they time. feel like they're trying to drag those people along or bring them along with them and like say, come on, be an entrepreneur. It's, yeah. it's great. Leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But equally, it's like, you know, oh, they're not supporting me. Like, and it's like, it, maybe they just don't get it. And, no. and you just have to cope going out there and live it yeah. and do the doing and then they'll get it. And, and interestingly, and I'd love to get your, your thoughts on this. I started off all of our businesses. Yes. And then since then, Stephen, uh, my husband has come in and very much he's the systems, the, the, the guy behind making his business work. And I always give him hundred percent credit for that. But he says he wouldn't have done it if I hadn't started. I kind of had to show him the way. And so he said he never had an entrepreneurial mindset at all. Like I had loads of business ideas from a young age. I knew I was going to be on my, my own boss at some point. I just didn't know what it was going to be in. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't necessarily have that. But he's got some awesome skills that for me as the kind of entrepreneur, I suppose, of our business part, as much as he's a business owner. Yeah. And he is an owner. And that's, again, there's a difference from being self-employed and doing the doing of the business. Yes. 100%. Maybe we could talk about that. Sometimes you need to show people, oh, we're good. Is it in my ear? Can no, I? they've gone. We're, we're record so for anyone listening who's not watching the recording of this, because we're also filming this as well, uh, we're outside at a beautiful uh, spa resort, Champney Spa Resort called Springs. And it's beautiful, but we're by a lake, so there's lots of bugs about right now. And this is hilarious. I'm on splits cats here. Um, so, yes, that was the ooh. <laughs> Love it. Good. No bugs around. Okay. Um, 
so yeah it's about sometimes you can bring those people along because they'll see what you're doing they're like oh i want some of that too and they have some awesome skills that would make them a great business owner yeah but maybe they're not always thinking about the bigger picture strategy bit and that's yes. where we have some great skills that complement yes. each other but we also have a vision and value for the values for the future that very much align yeah and so what's your thoughts on kind of business people bringing people into your business any thoughts about that in particular it's a bigger picture kind of thing i don't know quite what the question is there but yeah. just your thoughts on it do you know you've actually triggered something i really feel that's important to Ooh, say <clears throat> please um so can i just say that and then we'll come back to this cool, one cool. because i think it's really helpful you know dealing with negativity and feeling like people are pulling you back mm. is one of the hardest things to deal with in the transition mm. from being normal <laughs> to becoming an entrepreneur yeah, to be i'm not that yeah. <laughs> to being a freak like us <laughs> but it, it is and yeah. and actually it's there's three things and these are so important to remember so the first thing is we sometimes feel that people around us are being negative a lot of the time if we actually look closely it's actually coming from a place of love and care our parents don't want us to be broke <laughs> you know our parents don't want us to quit a job and then not be able to find another one so mm. instead of looking at it is everyone's being negative and dragging me down and i need to cut off all my friends and family that's not something i suggest it's realizing that actually they care mm. the second thing is if people are doubting you, just ignore them and take responsibility for they can't doubt you when you've done it. Yes. So go Ooh, and prove like it yeah. and use it as as complete inspiration, mm. you know. And then the third thing is um, there's a beautiful quote, which is I'm not going to get it word for word, but it's something like, you know, don't don't stop the people doing the thing they're doing just because you couldn't do it yes you know yeah. don't be stopped by people telling you it can't be done just because they can't yeah it's that so the third thing is be around people who have done it yeah. and have done it 10 times 50 times 100 times more mm. and feed off of that energy mm. because do you know um one of my coaches a personal coach actually taught me this and it's beautiful when you spend an hour with someone energy is such a real thing mm. that you actually spend four hours with them so for every mm. hour times it by four okay you know so if you spend a day with someone mm -hmm. you with a really low energy yeah then actually you've spent four days do you know when you feel like mm. you were with people and then you need to recover yes <laughs> that's not in your head that's not your imagination wow, okay just like when you spend a day at an incredible event you're buzzing for like three days after yeah, yeah. um so just be aware of it. And mm. again, it's not about cutting people off and blah, blah, but just be responsible for your energy. Mm. Get around, for every person you spend that makes you feel a bit low, get around someone that makes you feel a bit high. Mm. Um, and as for your question around bringing people into mm. the business, in what, in what context do you mean specifically? So uh, we've kind of grown as much as we've, I suppose, young independent women, I'd like to say, and yes. entrepreneurs, we've had that kind of mindset for a long time that we wanted to build something and grow something of our own. I brought my, well, was he my husband at that point? No, he would have been fiance and then brought the husband on board. I've seen you do so much of this on your own and I think that is like, I couldn't imagine now where I am without Stephen. That's because he's been there. So yeah, you can't do sliding doors effect. Yeah. But what does it feel like what have you done instead rather than necessarily having a business partner by your side building the business with you have you had have you then had to find other people to be that maybe sounding board or help you kind of work out where yeah. you're going yeah yeah 100 percent. so I've just they say you only really need a mentor through periods of growth mostly mm. um but I've just had one religiously from mm. day one um yeah and that's that yeah. that's it you know a day a month and on the telephone when you need them just somebody there to bounce off of and mm. you know it, it depends what kind of person you are but I'm the kind of person if you give me a, an instruction mm. I'll do it yeah um and if you say you need to do abc I'll go away and I'll just do a b and c I don't mm. question it I don't reinvent the wheel I just do mm. what I'm told <laughs> so and and then when I finish I go back and I get the next instruction yeah. um and it, it's that simple, really. Mm. So if you are doing it on your own, just have some guidance and support mm. when you need it. Um, and I really love what you said about um, 
I call your partner Stevie T. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's it's perfect. Mm. You know, if you've ever done disc profiling mm -hmm. or Myers-Briggs or anything in the kind of personality profiling, mm. when it comes to a company, the key people within the company have to have a variation of each thing. Yes. So I talked about like wealth dynamics before and things yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, great. Another one of those, yeah. yeah. So with like wealth dynamics, for example, you're the creator and mm. you're like, I've got this idea. I had this idea when I was four. I've had four million since then and we're going to do these five this year. <laughs> yes. But then you need the person who comes in who's like the mechanical brain who's yep. like, okay, and I'll be the sensible one in the background actually getting stuff done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and making sure that everything's complete and everyone's yep. okay. And then you have, you know, it's Supporters like that. and all the different totally, yeah, elements. Yeah, yeah funny so enough. So I love your dynamic. Steve there. D is a lord and I am the star creator in that. Yes. And like we, we joke and obviously it's a podcast called Leverage Lifestyle and we talk about, you know, having leveraging and I say I leverage him, he leverages me and it just works beautifully. Yeah. So you know, when I'm doing a talk last night, you came along lovely. and he was being daddy. I was leveraging him and he he's looking after the kids and of course he would do anyway because he's their dad but yeah. you know but I'm then you know I get to go and do the talk but I also leveraged him to create the slides for me to make yeah. them look beautiful to um because that's again something he can do just yeah. quicker easier than me yeah. um so let's get on to a bit more about leverage actually as we've kind of gone there and you leveraged me last night because I took photos of you yeah <laughs> and videos that's it that was my uh, my PR lady <laughs> there um so I love it I love it um yes we did it's good fun so one of the things leverage wise is there so you've said like so i'm not going to ask the question because you said you are where you are and where you do at what time is all good is there anything you leveraged first in particular and anything you recent or like your best leverage ever that you would want to yes share? yes and as a little bit of a lead-in i think it, it's just really important to say to everybody listening or watching that it, not only is it okay to not be good at everything, mm. it's impossible for it to be any other way. Yes. You know, you the, the stronger you are as an entrepreneur and a business person is a reflection of how strong your strengths are. Mm. And the more strengths you have, likely will be the case that there's weaknesses mm. as well, mm. obviously. Yeah. Sometimes the stronger your strengths, the weaker your weaknesses are, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And it's important to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. and not beat yourself up and not make yourself wrong. Don't waste time trying to strengthen your weaknesses. Mm. Just strengthen your strengths and find somebody whose strengths are your weakness mm. to do the thing that you're not very good at. Yeah. And I don't have any... Um, ego around holding up my hands and saying I'm an awful manager because I'm just too nice <laughs> I love everyone yeah. if you work for my company I want to make you tea and buy you cake and hug you in the morning when you come to work and celebrate <laughs> everything you do because if it wasn't for you the company wouldn't be yeah. here I owe the whole of the success of Kendall Bailey to the team yeah. it's not, it's like that yeah. isn't it? I, I, I think I said the same last night didn't I, yeah. you know, Idol Collective couldn't do it without yeah, all the team that sit 100%. behind that yeah. so be honest with yourself about your weaknesses and mm. don't, don't beat yourself up there's nothing wrong with having mm. weaknesses so um, yeah, when you hire someone make sure their strengths are your weaknesses, Yeah. I feel like I went off on a little rant and I forgot your question, <laughs> I love it so <laughs> Leveraging two people oh, obviously yes, is great. That was where I was going. Your first leverage, or like say your best so leverage. The first thing you leverage is yeah. the thing you're the worst at. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that thing will be taking up most of your energy, mm -hmm. most of your time. It will be the thing that you hate the most, and it will be driving you nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a long time ago and it was a little win, but after I'd filled up my first property and let all the rooms, etc., um, I hired. Uh, an admin slash PA. Yes. And this was before eSign was a thing in my yeah. world. Yeah. And I thought if Ooh. I print off another AST, <laughs> I'm going to need to buy a bottle of wine. <laughs> I can't deal with the constant paperwork, yeah. paperwork. So um, Rachel, absolute superstar, came in and she took over every single administrative task there was in the whole company. Rents in, payments out, ASTs, guarantors, the, the whole application process 
basically any admin she did. Yeah. And then and she was part time because the company was only little at the time. And then um, the next thing I despised a tiny bit less than that, but still didn't like was the viewings. Yeah. So then I hired a letting agent part time. Yeah. So after the within three to six months, I never did another viewing or touched another piece of paper again, which was heaven. Yeah. And then. And then from there, I leveraged the things I loved. I got the refurbishment and deal negotiator and, and mm. just carried on like that. Yeah. Um, and then at the point where I realised, okay, I've leveraged out everything I don't like and I've actually ended up leveraging out everything. Now I don't like trying to manage these people. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing such a great job, yeah. but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the person the to manage them. Yeah. So then I le- leverage the management. And, and this is a great example. The gentleman who joined Kendall Bailey's company manager, Matthew, yeah. he runs all the training with me. Yeah. Um, he tripled the company wow. in a year. So that's one of your best leverages then, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> they were all equally as pleasurable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So usually were... the first one is the sweetest. Yeah. <laughs> but then also where a great hire or system or whatever can yeah. take you. It was the tripling finale. Your business. <laughs> it was the finale leverage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I love that. I love that. And I think that's another key thing that you think you're going to bring these people in. It's costing you money. You're playing these salaries, yeah. but actually, what maybe you couldn't have imagined it. But equally, I suppose that's what you're aiming for: is that your business grows because you've stepped aside and you're letting the people do what they do best. Yeah. Well, if you hire somebody to run your company mm. and they don't, within a year, cover their salary and make at least one to two times more, um, it's not the right person, mm. really. So within the probationary period alone. You want to be seeing them dramatically increase in revenue, really. Cool. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's it's kind tip. of their only job. Yeah. When it when it comes to taking on someone on a you know forty, fifty, sixty k salary to run things, mm. the probation you need to be like crazy hot on. Yeah. This is what needs to be done, and we need mm. to see it from day one because it's a lot of money. Yes. So they need to make you a lot of money. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. Like that. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. Yeah. Okay. I want to get into some quick fire. Okay, And then go. I want to talk about some of the stuff you're up to now. Okay, that's okay, yeah, go. Cool. All right. So my question I ask all our guests that come on, this is Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. Yes. What does a leverage lifestyle mean or look like to you? <sighs> what beautiful question. Quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> come on, keep However it you short like. and sweet, girl. No, no. Um, so a leveraged lifestyle to me is waking up in the morning and there is not one thing on this planet I have to do. Mm. Nothing. Everything is done and taken care of. And if I want to create this or do that, then I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's knowing that every single thing in every single company that I have is taken care of completely and I'm not stressed or worried about it. Mm. I'm calmer than I've ever been Amazing. because I trust the people and they're doing what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, Holidays when I want holidays. Yeah. Spa breaks with my bestie when I want spa breaks. Woo-hoo. It's those kind of things. Recording it's... a podcast when you want to. Yeah, and then <laughs> heading off for dinner and wine overlooking the lake. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that, that would be it in summary. Amazing. Um, oh, and also my mum not having to work seven jobs. I've been yeah. replacing her salary for years now and she's volunteering and she does community projects and she's living her best life to I say the that. least. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. So it's also making it happen for the other people around yeah, you and it doesn't mean making them entrepreneurs Definitely it means not. <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah. i like that um these are awful questions but get good responses yeah so, okay um the worst piece of advice you've ever received the worst piece of advice i've ever received was when i told someone i didn't enjoy sales and they said well just find a salesperson from another company for 25k and hire them I didn't have 25k a year to hire them <laughs> and also my personality isn't to poach from another company yeah so um yeah I didn't take it mm-hmm. but just be careful when you're someone gives you advice that they've got the whole picture they thought I'd done more than I had at that point so yeah, yeah. that's that's cool so yeah you got to align it with your values make sure it all kind of yeah, and align it with uh, your bank balance too that as well yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what other credit card shall I put that on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And so one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? 
the, the best, actually. Oh. The best piece of advice I've ever received um, was from, am I allowed to name the person? Because I love them dearly. Please do, please do. <laughs> uh, was from Halsted, Mr. Halsted Otley. Ah. Uh, when we were in Cayman together on the yeah. Cayman Legacy, um, he took me down to the um, beautiful little seaside and I was crying because I was stuck at a point in the business mm -hmm. and he just he just said to me, Katrina, just because you can do something, it doesn't mean that you have to. Mm. And there was a part of business I was contemplating scaling up, but it just felt yucky. Mm. And he said, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean you mm. have to. And I made the decision there and then with my little hanky <laughs> that I wasn't going to do it Beautiful. because happiness and peace for me was more important than even more money. So that was them. Um, That's so funny. It's something I say to uh, Steve T. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, just because we can doesn't mean we should. I love you, Halstead. <laughs> Amazing. We're going to tag Halstead into okay, this one good. for sure. Uh, cool. And I'd love to get your uh, answer to this one. So if you could have a magic wand. Yes. And solve just one problem, just one problem in the world or one thing in the world, that's what would it be? Oh my God, Kat. <laughs> come back to if you oh want to have some thinking God. time. Oh my God, do you know what? I know what it is, but okay. I, I just don't know how to articulate it. Okay. If I could do one thing in the world, it would be to wave my little wand and have humanity as a whole become aware that we're all exactly the same. Okay. We're all born. Mm -hmm. We all have the same emotions, mm -hmm. the same organs, the same body parts. The only thing that makes us different, us different is conditioning. Mm -hmm. And it's the only reason why there's war and hate mm -hmm. and unease, dis-ease in the world, really. Mm -hmm. So if everyone really could see that you're identical to everybody else mm -hmm. and all the baggage they carry around, you've got your version of it, they've mm -hmm. got If everybody just let go and we could just, you know, all be friends. <laughs> That would be my dream. I love and that. I'd give everything I had for that and all the fingers, all the toes, you know? <laughs> so you probably won't have known, but I got asked that question recently when I did a joint podcast episode yeah. uh, with the Property Nomads and the Property Nomads podcast, should I say? Yeah. And mine was for humanity to have more compassion, oh. but for exactly the same reason as yeah. to just know that yeah. we're all one in the same. Yes. And you wouldn't have even known uh, that. So no. I love the fact that our answers were so similar. Like, <laughs> cool. Okay. So um, got a few wrap up questions as well. Okay. But uh, what are you up to now? What's next for Katrina Jones? Okay. So <clears throat> I have just, on in the light of hashtag leverage, <laughs> I've just five years in the making put my entire weekend rent to rent course online amazing um which i've it's one of those things there aren't many things i say i'm going to do and i don't this was one of those things that was a one day i'll do it yeah um and i just got to the stage where i thought katrina come on now <laughs> so i did nice. so that's what i've been up to uh -huh. recently but yeah. it's it's the manuals enhanced there's there's nothing it doesn't have in it if i know something about rent to rent mm or the process of rent to rent to make someone's life easier and I don't give it to them I can't yeah. sleep yeah. so this is like my heart my soul and every bit of knowledge and information that I have Beautiful. so that's that um and where I'm going to go from here is I very much wrapped up you know having to do with the property stuff mm. so I'm actually off tomorrow onto a public speakers event mm -hmm. um and I just love to do more speaking I'd mm. love to support other people and be of service through all the lessons that I've learned mm. if there's something I can say or do mm. to make somebody's life easier or their journey more pleasurable or take away a bit of pain that's I feel that's my mission on the planet for the next chapter of my life beautiful yeah that's I don't amazing. know exactly how it will look but yeah. we'll, we'll find out soon <laughs> watch this space yeah uh, okay so um if anyone's interested about the rent to rent hmo and the, the online stuff we'll put some stuff in the show notes yeah and so awesome. people can kind of get hold of that if they want to find out more Thanks. uh where else can they find you as their website social media that you'd love them to go to to find out more about what you do and yeah connect? of course so the website sounds um, like there's something missing, but there's not. And maybe you could put it in the link. <laughs> we'll bit. put it in the link. Don't but worry, all in the show it's notes. Katrina good. Jones, or one word, and it's just .uk. Yeah. There's no co. 
there's no UK. Katrina <laughs> Jones. UK. UK, yeah. And Love there's it. there's everything on there. There's um rent to rent, everything that it covers. Um and if anyone wants to follow my social media, the Facebook, Instagram, all the links are there on the website. So it's ah, a hub for everything. Perfect. Um and the other there's a little tab of Project Inspire, which is mm-hmm. you know, my passion project on the side. So Love they it. can see the lot. And Love um it. and there's an email address on there. If anybody has any questions about rent to rent or they're considering doing the course but they think, Well, I've heard one podcast and you've shown me a website, I'm not quite ready and they've got reservations or anything, yeah. if they want to email the email address there, yeah. um, I do a free 20-minute consultation huh. just to answer questions beautiful. and help people along. Because I understand people get nervous or they're unsure, yeah. you know? Beautiful. Love that. So Katrina with a K, jones.uk. Yeah. Perfect. We'll put it on the show notes. And um, it's been a pleasure. We've been actually thinking about doing this for so long, we haven't really we? Have. And uh, I'm so glad. And beautiful backdrop and setting it's for it gorgeous. i'm hoping the audio has picked up a little bit of the kind of little yeah. songbirds we also have planes going overhead yeah. as well but you know <laughs> all of that beautiful outdoor sound yeah. um but it's been a pleasure and i didn't know what we were going to get into and no, i think <laughs> i think where we've gone has been so helpful so just thank you again my darling it's thank been you. wonderful thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure so good thank you very much thank you. and as i always say there is no better time than now to start creating your leverage lifestyle yes do it. <laughs> <laughs>